Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's Wednesday Wisdom guest, but we want to give a shout out to our partners, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports, the Florida Coaches Coalition, Vital Signs Wall of Fame, and We Coach. You've heard me say many times, these are four great organizations that you should really add to your network. And now, don't hit that fast forward button. Don't do it. Stay with us for the next three minutes. We're going to give our sponsors a shout out. These are all companies that I used as an athletic director, and you should be using them too. Here we go. We want to say thanks to Vital Signs Wall of Fame for their support. Go to their website, vitalsignswalloffame.com. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school record boards for all your teams, for all the sports, or your school's Hall of Fame, go to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Tell them you heard about it on the podcast. They'll give you a nice discount. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thank you to Gipper. Gipper's the official social media graphics solution for the podcast. And if you go to gipper.com, their team is going to show you how to create world-class sports graphics for your school's social media channel. It's a great way to celebrate your teams, promote your athletes, Gipper's used and trusted by over 3,000 athletic programs across the country. And it's so simple, even I can use it. Go to Gipper.com, mention the podcast. Guess what? They'll give you a nice discount. That's Gipper.com. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing for their support. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. I don't think I need to say anything more. Go to HometownTicketing.com. Talk to their team of professionals. It's digital ticketing that offers more. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, schedule a live web demo, see their tables and their boards in action. Their products not only generate income for your athletic department, they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We'd like to say thanks to Home Campus for their support. Home Campus is the exclusive uh, high school and state association management platform for us. It's also your one-stop platform for scheduling, student-athlete eligibility and clearance, and a lot more. As an athletic director, I used Home Campus every single day, and it was just great, and you're going to love it too. To get started, all you have to do is go to homecampus.com. We also want to say thanks to our friends at Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. That's the website. Check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. If you're looking for a fundraising platform, stop right here. SnapRaise is hands down the best one out there. But there's a lot more. You've got Snap Store, Snap Manage, Snap Connect. You can find them all at snapraise.com. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used huddle for years. But when I became an athletic director, I made sure that our school was a huddle school. And our coaches just loved the tools that huddle provided to help them coach our kids up to their highest level. At huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in huddle. Join the 8 million users. Turn your school into a huddle school. And we also want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to create a custom survey for you that lets you take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. 
AD is already here back from the complainers, the ones that want to gripe about everything. Athletic surveys will connect you with that small percentage, but they'll also connect you with the 98% that love and support your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking with a frustrated parent or your principal or your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Start taking the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. Athleticsurveys.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational AD Podcast. We have one of our uh, A-team members. Uh, this is her seventh appearance on uh, Wednesday Wisdom. Only Betsy Butterick has uh, had as many uh, episodes. Uh, our guest today is Suzanne Vick. Uh, regular listeners know Suzanne's a certified master athletic administrator. Uh, she's the athletic director um, uh, at a very successful program in the state of Washington, very active at the state level, um, uh, travels around the country, uh, you know, presenting workshops. And we are very fortunate to have her on our team. So, uh, Suzanne, welcome back to Wednesday Wisdom. Hey, thanks for having me. It's such a blessing. And Betsy is the best. Uh, she was one of the people we contracted with during the pandemic to come in and kind of work with her and train our coaches. So um, she's a pandemic blessing for me. Well, uh, you and her are, are right there. You know, our, our, our A team for Wednesday wisdom for our listeners. Uh, we're recording this uh, today on October 3rd. So it's going to be very timely when you are listening to it. Uh, Suzanne, you and I were talking before we uh, started the recording and uh one of the things that you mentioned, uh, an athletic director had actually reached out to you and listened to one of your previous episodes. And uh, you asked uh, him, you know, well, what would you like to hear about? What can we help you with? And one of his uh, requests was, how do we go about having those, in quotation marks, difficult conversations? You know, it could be with a parent, it could be with a student athlete, it could be with one of our own coaches. So uh, I'm just going to open it up. Uh, how do you approach having those difficult conversations? You bet. Thanks. I um. So Tom, he's the athletic director at Dominican High School. He's the one that reached out to me from Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin. Um, have never met him. We just had a little email dialogue back and forth. And I think um, one of the things that I want to do is like, let's answer questions that are real of, of that. Maybe you and I together can come up with some solutions and that might help, help Tom, but conversations are what we do. We, I call them crunchy conversations. Um, when you're just in this, Oh, this, this might not be fun. This might be hard. Um, the first thing I would tell anybody when you know, you're going to have to go into this hard conversation is remind yourself before you pick up the phone or you have this meeting um, that that parent, because typically it's parents, um, loves their kiddo more than anything in the whole world. And that's where their frame of reference is. And so when I do that, it, it helps me. It helps me um, become a better listener um, and helps usually helps the conversation go a little bit better. But I would say the conversation has to start before the conversations start. And that is like, what are your expectations for communication? So if you set your expectations for communication, 
um, when a parent wants to talk to you, you can ask them if they've gone through the steps that are your expectations. Um, so for us, um, we have very clear communication guidelines of when at, um, parents or kiddos should be talking to their coaches and when they should be talking to me. And so those are things as like parent meetings, team meetings, communication, um, email communications with parents. Um, I'm sure a lot of you use a like the 24 hour rule where it's like, hey, let's let's let everybody calm down before we're going to have this conversation. Um, but for typically, where's your, where's your conversations come from? It's playing time, right? Um, a lot of times, or this coach said this to my kid. Right. If they come directly to me, all I'm going to do is go talk to the coach because I wasn't part of those conversations. And so really trying to help parents know, like, here's how I can help you um, help your kid. Um, and so we always work really hard. Like we understand that there's a position of power um, between our kiddo and our, and our coach, but that we want to engage them and, and empower them to have the conversation with their coach first. So that would be my first conversation with a parent is, has your kiddo talked to their coach? Yes, no. Have you and your kiddo talked to the coach? Because I don't want to, I'm not going to step into a conversation um, with a parent until those two things have happened. Because again, now I'm doing an investigation. He said, she said, um, once we get to a position where I'm going to have a conversation, it's going to be the kiddo, the parent, my coach, myself, so that the whole story comes out at the exact same time. But I think really, really thinking about that parent loving their kid more than anything um, can help a coach set their perspective or help me set my perspective and not be like, oh my gosh, why? Why are we having this conversation? The other thing is I think you eliminate a ton of conversations when you set high expectations for your parents in the beginning. Now, knock on wood, knock on wood right now, I don't have a whole lot of parent conversations that aren't positive um, because they're getting handled because of the structures that we've put in place. Um, but there are times where you get in you and you have to. Somebody walks into the office, you're gonna have this conversation. And I would say, number one, tell yourself they love their kiddo and then become a great listener but also you have to become a great question asker so you can get, get to what they're really seeking. What is the root of this? Is there some, is there a kiddo, is there a kiddo that got harmed? Is the, do they feel like there's something here that really needs to be investigated? Or are they just sad? Are they sad their kids not performing like they want them to, or playing as much as they want to? Um, and then I would, I use this phrase a lot in conversations, help me understand. And just, I just ask, help me understand more about that. Help me understand why you're feeling this way. Help me understand how you want me to help you. And then they can start formulating the plan. I don't have to solve the plan for them. I just got to figure out what they're, what they're seeking. Um, you know, we don't have conversation. I'm not going to have a conversation about playing time ever. I'm just not like my, my coaches are hired to do that job. And they're going to, they're going to answer to that if they need to, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to debate it with a parent, um, how good their kid is and if they should be on the court or the field. Um, and then my goal in, in those conversations is that obviously it turns out well, and they're, 
they're um, effective and positive, but I, then I want to direct them back to the right people. Who do you need to talk to? Right. Um, calm the waters. And then who do you need to go talk to? What other thoughts do you have? Um, you've been doing this a long time and you've heard some ideas. So what do you got? Well, uh, I, I think, first of all, you covered, uh, I, I'm going to say 99.9% of, of what I would present. Uh, and I think it's it's crucial that as an athletic director, you understand and you help your coach understand exactly what you said, that the parent is never going to see it like the coach does. The coach is looking at it from a team perspective. And almost every single parent is always going to look at it from their child's perspective. It's not right, wrong, good or bad, but it's different. And so you you just need to understand that. Um, you talked about the importance of communication, you know, preseason meetings, you know, emails home, you know, coach to player communication, coach to parent communication, um, clear communication, consistent communication is going to um, prevent, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, the need for the parent AD conversations down the road. It's not going to eliminate it, but it's going to help prevent it. Um, you also talked about the importance of listening. And this was something that it took me way too long to figure out. Uh, I would have a parent come in and, and here's maybe the sidebar. A lot of times when parents come in, they're just coming in to vent. They, they really aren't looking for a solution. They know that you're not going to wave a magic wand and their kid is going to suddenly start um, on volleyball or basketball or whatever it is. They're just coming in to vent. And allowing them to do that, to listen, you know, maybe casually take notes, et cetera. Instead of what I would do early in my career, parent would come in and they were 30 seconds into a vent or maybe a rant. And I'd already come up with 16 different solutions to a problem that didn't even exist. So just as I would tell my coaches sometimes privately, shut up and coach. Uh, I had to tell myself, Jake, shut up and listen and just let the parent vent. And when they're done, exactly what you said. Well, you know, what do you hope to come out of this? What would you like? Uh, and they would realize, well, you know, it's not going to change, you know, just from a playing time standpoint. But uh, the other thing is, you know, we are not perfect as ADs. Our coaches are not perfect. And when a mistake is made, when that coach said something wrong or or miscommunicated, you know, the coach has got to own it. You have to own it as an AD. And a very powerful tool is just saying, hey, I'm really sorry. You know, we screwed up. It's not how we roll. It won't happen again. And there's not a lot of parent can say to that, you know, when, when you own it. So, uh, again, I love every single one of your answers. Um, and, and, again, most of those calls are about playing time. The last thing I'll throw out there, and, again, this was something I got from another AD. I didn't invent this. When you get that um 15 minute voicemail on your cell phone at 10 o'clock at night or you get that uh long endless paragraph uh endless paragraphs uh email thread from a frustrated parent if it comes late at night don't call them up don't respond definitely don't respond email wise but first thing in the morning call them up hey i got your email what's up with this and don't ignore them, but let them know you saw and heard their concern. And that goes a long way to diffusing what, you know, has the potential to be just a never ending saga. Call them up. Don't email, 
call them up voice to voice. Hey, why don't you come in? Let's talk about this. And, you know, that again shows that you're willing to listen. You know, you're not going to change your mind. Probably you're not giving them the keys to the car, but they're along for the ride. So let's make it an, a nice ride. Um, I don't know if any of that resonated with you. That was the last thing I was going to say. You had prompted my head to go, you got to pick up the phone. Um, and I have noticed that my 20 and 30 um, year old coaches, they really struggle with that. They just want to put it all in email Excellent. and, and to get them like pick up the phone. If they want to have a paper trail, if they want to have an email or something to refer back to, it's a, Hey, thank you for your phone call. Um, I just wanted to recap our conversation. And so we had an incident last year that happened um, where a coach didn't pick up the phone, sent an email, and, and it it took a lot. It took a lot to resolve. And it could have been just as easy as, hey, pick up the phone, have this conversation, listen, and then let's see if we can come up with a solution. So I, I reiterate that a hundred times. Um, email is not a way to solve a conflict. Um, email is just for information. And we're, we, you got to pick up the phone and have conversations. And for anybody listening, um, you know, Suzanne, she's a, a CMAA. She is a, uh, she's a world-class athletic director. You know, I did okay for my 41 years, but even experienced athletic directors, they don't want to get these phone calls. They don't want to see those emails. They don't want to have those tough conversations, but they do it anyway. You know, when it hits your plate, deal with it, you know, don't push it aside, deal with it. And, you know, turn that lemon into lemonade, uh, you know, let that parent know that you care about their kid, you care about them. And a lot of times those tough conversations can turn that parent into one of your strongest allies, but Absolutely. it's not going to happen if you ignore it. And this job is full of conflict. It, we're dealing with humans and people and teenagers. It's just going to happen. So you just have to be ready for it. And just remember that every parent loves their kid more than anybody in the world. Okay. And they'll do anything they think they need to do to protect them. Yeah. Don't, don't take it personally. Okay. Remember the, the parent is, um, you know, looking at it from a completely different view than you and your coach, they're kid centric, you're program centric. Absolutely. We could take this one uh, in a bunch of different directions, but uh, uh, you and I talked about another topic that uh, I think it was Tom suggested. I'm going to set it up this way. Uh, I'm reading a book uh, and it's about, you know, helping parents raise their, it's called Raising Empowered Athletes. You know, look it up. It's a great book. Um, and one of the anecdotes that the author shares was, this was a few years ago, high school baseball team. They were currently 18 and three, um, you know, moving towards the end of the season. And during one of their home games, there's a low flying um, airplane and it's towing a banner and everybody's looking up. Well, what does that banner say? And it says fire coach Smith and Jones, the two baseball coaches. Um, so here's a team that's, successful by any stretch of the imagination 18 and 3 but apparently a couple of parents whose uh kids were not uh, starting hired and spent thousands of dollars on this uh banner uh fired the coaches um so this next topic is 
how do you, how do we um, quantify, how do we measure success? You know, certainly wins and losses are one way to do that, but certainly not the only way, maybe not even the best way. So what are some ways that we can quantify success in our high school programs um, for coaches, parents, kids, athletic directors, et cetera? Well, you know, what's your thoughts on that? This is like, you could write volumes and books on just this whole topic and everybody has an opinion. Is it wins and losses? Is it just build great kids? You know, what's the, what is it? What's the magic formula? Um, I, I personally have all, I've told all of my coaches, you will never be evaluated on wins and losses. I believe truly in my heart of hearts, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing as a coach, caring for kids, education-based athletics, if you, coaches should know their game, they know their skill and know the strategies about their skill, that wins and losses are going to take care of themselves. And if you're in a public school system, like we are here, your wins and losses are going to ebb and flow because the kids that come to your school are who you're going to serve. We're not going to recruit athletes to come in and we're not going to get this one and that one and the other one. We're going to, we're going to serve the students that come to our school that live in our area, in our community. And so um, the wins and losses should take care of themselves and they should ebb and flow. So I think that's a terrible measure of a successful program. Um, when I got here, this is my sixth year here. We spent a lot of time about like, who are we and what do we want to do in my office here? Like it's just written on the wall. What, what do we value? We value servant leadership above all things. Well, there's a measure of success. Are your athletes and your coaches servant leaders? I want to be the example for my program, but that is a measure of success for us. And then we're committed to commitment, ownership, respect, and excellence. Those are the, the four things. That's commitment to our core. Um, and then now that we know what we value, we go to live our vision every single day. Um, and our vision is to be excellent, to be known for being excellent in the classroom, in the community, and in competition. So then we've broken down as a coaching staff, what does excellence look like? I got a text message from a one of our chain crew members two weeks ago. He goes, I got to tell you that the coaching staff from Emerald Ridge High School was unbelievable, encouraging, positive. Like you don't hear that kind of stuff about chain crews because it's your home team on the visiting side. And typically those, those conversations might be a little different. That's what excellence in competition looks like. It was an amazing game. The coaching staff there was doing it well and doing it right. I would call that a win. Um, so excellence in the classroom. We measure our classroom. Like I do grade checks. Um, I look at grades for our athletes every week, every month, and then have conversations. Like, no, we're student athletes. We're student athletes. We're student athletes. Our, our students are doing what they need to do in the classroom. Very few kids that are ineligible or not making grades to be able to participate. Um, excellent in the community. This is one thing our coaches wanted to do, but when I got here, they weren't, it, that wasn't a, a really a thing. We just did a fall sports food drive. We've had teams at our food bank, I think the last six weeks in a row on Saturday. Um, we've had a team building a house for Hamid, ab, uh, blah, blah, Habitat for Humanity. We had a team that was down doing the end Alzheimer's walk. That's excellence in the community. 
they are giving of their time to be great in their community. That's a win, in my opinion. And then the competition, like excellence and competition. Are you, are you competing to the best of your ability with the athletes and the talent that you have? And then what kind of humans are you being inside that competition? That is huge for me. And we've got some programs that are really strong and some programs that are not as strong in the wins and loss columns, but my coaches are doing the right thing and it is going to eventually turn its way around. So for me, it's not about the wins and losses. It's are we committed to our values and are we committed to our vision of being excellence in the classroom, the community and competition? That is, that is hands down how we, how we measure success here at Curtis High School. And it doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, you've got a very successful program. And let's be, you know, uh, uh, just talk about wins and losses. Your teams win a lot of games. You win a lot of championships, and that's great. But that's not the goal. That's the outcome of doing things the right way, hiring great coaches, great teachers, you know, people that teach skills, that motivate kids, uh, that allow that success to occur. Uh, very similar uh, the schools I was at as an AD. Um, you know, my final school, the McClay School in Tallahassee, very successful private school, successful before I was there. Uh, I managed to keep the keep the rails on and it's still successful when I'm gone. But we had great, great coaches and they bought into everything that I brought to maybe tweak things a little bit. You know, we talked about uh, we didn't have a, a mission or a vision for our athletic department. And to make a long story short, our uh, mission was simply this provide every student with a great athletic experience, period. Now, that was vague on purpose. It could be a great playing experience. It could be a great fan experience. But we had some other foundational steps that we that we talked about. Um, I, I would tell new coaches, um, you know, yes, we want to win, and we do that a lot, but you could win every single game and I fire you at the end of the season, or we could lose every game and we're celebrating like we just won the world series because we've got kids. And this was middle school, JV and varsity. We have kids that are saying, boy, I wish we had three more games. Boy, I can't wait till next year. Uh, boy, I had a great time. You know, that's what we wanted to hear and see. And our, and our coaches did a wonderful job. If we had a coach that was struggling, um, you know, we did our best to work with them and help them uh, in the areas that they needed help in. Sometimes we would have to say goodbye, but it wasn't because they weren't winning games because they weren't winning the kids uh, that were going to help them win the games. So uh, you're absolutely right. I think it goes back to the other point you mentioned, communication. You know, you're letting your coaches know, this is how we roll. This is who we are. Uh, the coaches are letting the kids know. Athletic directors and coaches are letting the parents know. And very important piece, your boss, whether it's a principal at Curtis High School or what we call the head of school at the McClay School, they're on board too, you know, that they, they've drank your Kool-Aid and they understand what you're trying to do as an athletic director and they support you. Absolutely. No, I think we got just go do that. Worry about kids being great humans. And the rest of it's going to take care of itself. 
Here, I got I got a question for you. Uh, I brought this up in the AD roundtable uh, a couple of weeks ago, and very few people, you know, bid on it. I was very surprised. Uh, did you happen to watch the? I know you're a huge college football fan. <laughs> did you happen to watch the Colorado Colorado State uh, football game a few weeks ago? And no, if you did, a little that's bit. Okay. A little All bit. Right. A little All right. Bit. Long story short, both sides were a little chippy. Uh, some personal fouls, some extracurriculars, but there was one play in particular, and I don't have a, a dog in the fight. Uh, Colorado State player. Uh, it was it was a cheap shot. There's no other way to describe it. He wasn't breaking up a pass. He just blew up this Colorado receiver. Actually, put him in the hospital. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that was his intent. I hope it wasn't. But just blew this kid up. I mean, it was a dirty play. My question was to the ADs that were there, do you have a policy uh, at your school or what would you have done if that was your player who did that and you're at the game? Um, do you know in your heart that your coach is going to sit that player out? Hey, Billy, that's not who we are. Go get a drink. Um, and then if the kid comes back and says, hey, coach, I'm sorry, you're probably going to put him back in because he's a good player. But if the kid at least in my case, as a football coach, as an AD, if that kid wasn't going to own it, that kid's going to be sitting and we're going to be having a different kind of talk. Um, uh, and if your coach doesn't do that, okay, which the Colorado State coach did not do, um, as an athletic director, are you going to do anything? Are you going to do it now? Are you going to do it after the game? So there's your situation. One of your, wow. Curtis, one of your Curtis High School Vikings, I know this would never happen, cheap shots a kid, um, what's your policy at Curtis? Uh, I know I'm putting you on the spot here. What are okay. you going to do as an AD? Well, we don't have a policy. We have a, we have a handbook. We have a handbook that talks about sportsmanship and, and behavior and classroom behavior and, and all of those things. I am so thankful for my coaches. Cause I could say without a shadow of a doubt, every single one of my coaches that is, um, in a, in a team sport where that would happen, um, would immediately remove the, remove the kiddo. Um, and they would already know appropriate consequences for X behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, I, sometimes I'm, I, I was actually thinking this the other day that I don't want my coaches to have to be on autopilot, but they can go on autopilot and they just, they're so routine and, and they know we've, we have actually, we've had, I think three incidences in this last um, few weeks where we've had kiddos sit out um, significant chunks of time or events because of their behavior and our coaches, they usually will talk to me about it because they they're so nice and they don't want to do something that would, you know, be mean or feel mean to their, their, their athletes. But we talk a lot about the the balance between love and discipline. And if you keep them in the right spot, um, things go well. If you're too heavy on discipline, it's not fun. If you're too heavy on love, kids do whatever they want. If you find this balance of love and discipline, and, um, I have no doubt in my mind that every one of my coaches would remove the kiddo, have a conversation. Um, so I, I wouldn't have to intervene. I don't, I don't think there, I have one coach that I would have to be the person that intervenes. I may have a conversation later right. and just, you know, the next, the, on a Monday, pull them in and go, Hey, help me understand. Tell me about that what was going on in your head, but I, I, they would get to it before I would have to. 
And well, I really, really, I'm, really appreciate that about my coaches. I'm not surprised at all. Okay. Uh, and again, I'm not trying to hold myself, uh, you know, up on a high horse or anything, but it was just so blatant uh, and, uh, and nothing happened. Um, well, and I think there, there's a different, you talk about college and college football, like there's a different um, space and the wins and losses and expectations, like maybe it shouldn't change. Those ethics shouldn't change, but it's different. I have kiddos that play sports in college and I, I know the difference between what it is at a division one level, two level, three level, like it's, it's just different. And well, so. Ab absolutely. At the college level, the D one level, you will get fired based on your one loss record. So yeah. I understand it, but again, take the kid out for a play. Uh, and we also don't know the conversation that may have happened after the fact or may have happened the next day or in training camp, you know, what, whatever that may have, may have been. And they may not even have seen the play the way that we could see it on TV over and over and over in slow motion. Right. Good. So good point. a lot of factors yeah. that we may not even know the answer to, but I think coaches are always in the space that they want to grow great adults and anything that would be targeting. I would hope every coach would have a conversation with, with their kids to make them realize why that would be a bad idea. Right. And and that's another crazy thing. They never threw a flag for targeting. And it was just, it was textbook. If you look up targeting, they'll have a, a clip of that video. Oh. <laughs> Suzanne, um, always great to, to spend time with you and uh, love that you're willing to share your wisdom with our listeners. If one of them wanted to reach out like Tom did and uh, pick your brain a little bit, what's the best way they can get a hold of Suzanne Vick? Probably email. Um, my email is svick, V as in Victor, I-C-K, um, at upsd83.org. And that stands for University Place School District. So svick at upsd83.org. Um, you can also follow all our um, social media at our Viking Nation. That's O-U-R Viking Nation. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Haven't quite dabbled in TikTok yet. And again, Suzanne's very, very active on social media. Also, her contact information is on the NIAAA membership portal for those of you that are members. And uh, I'm sure she, are you presenting this year at uh, NADC uh, when you come nope. down to my state? Oh, you're I'm just, just coming and just sucking, tucking, taking it all in. I'm going to just, I'm excited. I'm excited about going. All right, you and I, we're, we're going to hang out some. We didn't get to do that much in, um, uh, Nashville because you were so busy presenting but uh, looking forward to seeing you down in Orlando um, Suzanne uh, again it's always great thanks so much for sharing and all the best as you continue with the uh, transition from fall sports to winter sports it's coming here we go okay. <laughs> thanks a ton Jake it's great oh, to you see bet. you thank you for listeners of course we appreciate you listening and we also upload the zoom recordings to the educational lady podcast youtube channel come back next wednesday for another great wednesday wisdom segment and just about every day for new content on the educational lady podcast we'll see you next time always a great time with suzanne vick before we go we do want to give a shout out to our sponsors uh start with home campus today Go to homecampus.com. Uh, scheduling, student-athlete clearance and eligibility. Go to homecampus.com to get started. I want to thank Sideline Interactive, indoor score tables and video boards. Uh, go to sidelineinteractive.com. Schedule a live web demo and see their products in action. 
We want to say thank you to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. That's all we need to say. Go to hometownticketing.com and get started. We want to thank Gipper. Uh, Gipper is not only the official social media graphic solution for the Educational AD Podcast, but also the sponsor of our new book, All-Star Athletic Director. So uh, check that out on Amazon. Check out Gipper. Start creating world-class content for your school's social media channel. We want to thank Snap Mobile. You can thank them by going to SnapRaise. That's their website, snapraise.com. And check out their suite of platforms, including SnapRaise, their fundraising platform. We want to say thank you to Huddle. Uh, as a football coach, I used Huddle. As an AD, we were a Huddle school. Go to huddle.com to get started. We want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to create a custom survey that'll let you take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. That's athleticsurveys.com. And we want to thank Vital Signs Wall of Fame. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's uh, record boards or your school's Hall of Fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Mention this podcast, you'll get a nice discount. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. Thanks again for listening. Come back next Wednesday for another great Wednesday wisdom and just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast.